What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Men Talk. Have you ever have you ever had like a um, a thought of how things should go, and then nothing nothing happens the way that it's supposed to, right? You, you know, like you you have this maybe maybe you have like this calling from God, and and you're like, yes, you know, I, I know exactly how this is going to be, and then it turns out nothing like that. We're going to talk a little bit about that today, and, and as we go through, um, we'll be kind of referencing Luke 22 and today, and so uh, if you want to pause this and take a listen to it or read it before you uh, before we get started, whatnot, but uh, let's get started on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk. Discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here's Anthony Kernut and Kyler Sal. All right, guys, welcome to Room and Talk. We're so glad you're here with us today. What's up, Kyler? Hey, guys, what's up? All right, so like I had said in the intro, we're kind of talking about Luke 22 today. We're just kind of referencing it. Um, everything that we'll be talking about will basically come out of that. So uh, I'm going to give a little bit of backstory here. Okay, so um, Jesus is getting ready to be crucified. And uh, this is towards the end of Luke here. And they have, you know, of course, the disciples have been with him for three years and they're doing, you know, all these different things. They just had the, uh, uh, in in Luke 22, they had the Lord's Supper. Uh, you have the, um, the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, the prayer, all this good stuff. And so um, I, I want to talk a little bit about, you, you know, sometimes, sometimes we have plans in, in our minds, right? Mm-hmm. And we we think that things should go a certain direction, or they should operate a certain way, or or we think that um, that they are, you know, like if you they they have a plan. And I'm I'm super bad about this, right? I don't know, it's my my type of personality, I guess. But like if I have something in my mind, it should go exactly that way. And if it doesn't, like I'm ready to fight. Well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like we could be doing something and my, and my wife is right. The opposite. She's like ADHD. Like she goes, she'd be doing this right here. Then she wants to go do this. She wants to go do this. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, so let's, let's finish this. Like, I want this done. Like we started on, I got, I have to finish this before I can go do something else. Like, this is the plan today. This is what we're doing. And she's like, oh, but we can go do I'm like, stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, hopefully I'm not the only person that's like that. You, you know, like if we go on on vacation and we have a plan to do something, like I need that that to happen. Otherwise, like it gives me anxiety <laughs> kind of thing. Like, like I'm like, uh, th- this is this is not the way things should go. Right. And um, and see much. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what you call it, you know, but uh, I'm I'm from that 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 old school age, you know, where they didn't diagnose anything. I probably have all of it, you know, uh, you, you know, uh, ADHD, you know, OCD, you know, what's, what's the one where you read things backwards? Oh, does dyslexia. Dys- yeah. Dyslexia. Yeah. I probably had all of it and, uh, <laughs> everything. Yeah. We got all of it. You got the book. I got it all. That's, that's right. We didn't have medicine back then. We had what they call a belt and, uh, <laughs> But I, you know, I've always been that way. You know, if we go, if we go and we don't have a plan, mm-hmm. I'm okay. Right. Like, that's fine. If we don't have a plan, I'm good with whatever happens. But if we set a plan in place, I need it to follow out. 
<laughs> I get that. You know? Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, I, I'm weird. And so, um, but you know, here we are, we've got, we have the disciples and, and all this stuff. They've been following Jesus. And now, now to, to Jesus's point here, he's been telling them for three years that he's going to die. He's going to, and he's going to come back. Right. Right. You know, but then we see all this stuff start playing out. And I ask myself, you know, why, why did, why did they act that way? You know, of course we know Judas, you, you know, was, uh, you know, betrayed Jesus, you know, and said that Satan had come upon him and, and, and all that stuff and, and, um, and stuff. But why, you know, you look at Peter, you look at all the disciples, right? Every, every one of the disciples abandoned him, mm-hmm. but Judas wasn't the only one to betray him that night. Right. Right. Peter was. Peter, Peter also betrayed Jesus. And so, you know, I asked myself, I wonder, I wonder, okay, so when we go to the, his, the history side of what is happening, right, the Jews believed that the Messiah was going to come as a, as a conquering king, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they have been taught their entire life that this, this Messiah is going to come back and he's going to whoop everybody's tail. You know, he's just going to yeah. set himself up on a throne. A yeah. You know, he's going to come in he's going to destroy all the Romans, you know, and Israel's going to be free and they're going to have this great Messiah and everything's going to be just perfect. Right. Yes. Well, then the Messiah came, you know, and, and I know it's almost as if they heard Jesus, but they didn't hear Jesus. Right. Yeah. And, and again, us men were pretty bad. At, my wife says I'm bad at that. At listening. <laughs> at listening. Yeah. Oh. You heard, you said you heard me, but did you really hear me? I'm like, what'd you say? <laughs> I heard you. It's not registering. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, but then we, we get here and inside, inside all this, you, you know, it, I don't think it's in, in Luke 22, but at this same time, um, it's recorded in some of the other gospels where, where Peter cut off the ear of the centurion. Right. So, so they come and, uh, and so, why why did they act that way, right? You, you know why did they? And I and I and I wonder, I wonder if it's because even though Jesus had told them that he was going to die and that he was going to come back, he he told them basically in detail they were going to come get him, they were going to kill him, and he was going to be buried, he was going to raise again on the third day, all this stuff. And then when it happened, it's like they automatically reverted back to wait a minute, this, this shouldn't be happening. Like this is, this is supposed to be our King. This is, this is, he's supposed to conquer these, right? Um, sometimes I wonder if, if Judas, and, and I know you, there's a lot of debate behind this, whatever, but if some of what Judas did, he did because he was trying to force Jesus into his kingship. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, we know Satan was involved, you know, all the good stuff again, but if that thought was even allowed to stay there because he was trying to force Jesus into his kingship, you know, the same thing with Peter, you know, you know, here the centurions come, they come to get Jesus. And Peter's like, all right, this is it. You know, I've got this sword. Jesus is ready to do his thing. Let's, let's go. Right. Mm -hmm. But then of course we see that Jesus gets arrested. And then not only does Jesus get arrested, but we see him 
we see Peter go into the garden, or not not the garden, the, the outer court, right? And this is where, you know, they're like, hey, you know, you don't you know Jesus? You know, aren't you aren't you one of his followers? Right? And and Peter's like, no, no, that's not me. You know, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. You know, and he, he denies Jesus three times, which Jesus told him he was going to. And then of course, you know, the rooster crows, all the good stuff. Peter freaks out. You know, and sometimes I think that we have these presupposed ideas of the way things should operate, the way things should go. Um, and it's just like, it's almost it's almost as if God's laughing at us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, did you did you really think it was going to happen that way? Well, you know, I kind of I did, Jesus. You know, I, I kind of thought it was going to, yeah. you know. And he's like, no, no, bro. <laughs> we always have that image in our own heads where I was like, you know what? This is how it's going to happen. This is how it's going to happen. I mean, for me, it is. But it never, ever, you know what is funny about me and the Lord is I know now not to say that I will never do nothing. <laughs> right. Because the Lord will always make me do that one thing. I told Lacey, I was like, listen, I will never do this. I'll never do that. And then all of a sudden, well, we're doing it. I've never given the Lord a challenge anymore. Well, I shouldn't say. I will never from now on, give the Lord a challenge because he's going to accept it because he, it's not the fact that he's challenging us. It's just the fact that he has a way and he knows the way and his ways are better than ours. And we think that we have better ways and he always ends up right. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of the maker of truth. So he's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you mean like never getting in a skyjack or anything like that. And then they ended up in a skyjack in the church, changing out light bulbs. <laughs> Yeah, just <laughs> just like that. Just like that. That, yes. So a little backstory there for you guys listening. You probably wonder what's going on. We just, Kyle and I just left the church. We were uh, changing out projectors and, and light bulbs and stuff. And Kyle's not real fond of heights. So. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And I don't know who was like, let's do this. Yeah. It was Anthony. I blame you. <laughs> no, I think it was Steve. It was Steve. And so, yeah. It's it's all Steve's fault, but uh, but yeah, you know, <laughs> take Steve. But yes, you know, we we have these these presupposed ideas of of how things are supposed to go and how things, you know, and uh, we and a lot of it comes. And I don't think that we necessarily mean for it to come this way, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of it comes out of pride, right? Like we know best, kind of thing. Like, all right, so, you know, if God wants us here, then I obviously have to take this path. And then he's like, no, that's not, that's not right at all. You're, you're not, you're, you're not taking that path. That's not the way that I want you to go. And be like, but, but God, this is like the, you know, from A to B, this is like the easiest straight line. You know, somebody's just going to drop money in my, in my uh, mailbox, you know, yeah. kind of thing, you know, you know, Hey God, I need. I need, um, you, you know, I need a thousand dollars, you know, and then we just wait at the mailbox waiting for, you know, God to have sent somebody with a thousand dollars while we have all these job opportunities over here. Oh, right. Yes. You, you know, and God's like, I gave you opportunities and you're like, but God, you didn't drop it in my mailbox, you know, like you were supposed to. Right. You know, you didn't do what I asked. You didn't do it the way I wanted you to do it. Exactly. 
Exactly. And I wonder if that's some of what had, was happening here. You know, you see all these disciples, even though that they were told, they knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. They knew ultimately that Jesus was going to die. They knew that he was going to be raised on the third day. And even when it happened, all of them, all of them freaked out. All of them left. All of them ran. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I, I wonder if Jesus was going, really? I told you this was going to happen. And now you're freaking out on me. Right. You know, and um, it was almost as if they didn't believe him. Because, I mean, which I playing devil's advocate here. I mean, you're, you're with this guy for three years. And he's doing all these miraculous signs and wonders. And you know that he can do anything. And you know that if he wanted to bring down all the angel armies he wanted to, he could and he'd take them all out. And then you get to this end. And it was almost, I mean, kind of back to your point, maybe Judas really wanted him to. Maybe mm-hmm. Judas was like, you know what? If he's not going to just do it, maybe I can bring it out of him. Mm-hmm. And Peter went up to defend him because he knew that they would win. He went to cut off the guy, the centurion's ear because he knew, hey, I got God over here. He's he's going to make it. Jesus is going to come down or Jesus is going to step out. He's now going to show us exactly his, his true, true strength. And they had this mentality of how it was all going to play out. Even though they did tell him this, almost like they didn't believe it. Right. You know, I mean, how, how often are we like that? All the time. You know, uh, good grief. I, I can't, I can't even count how many times I was like that. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is going to happen. Like God, it, you know, we'll, we'll go back to the book. Cause you know, I have a book coming out and, um, you know, God's like, Oh, you're gonna write this book. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's what you tell me to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Y- y- I mean, really seriously. I mean, let's, let's get real. I know you do miracles and all, but you know, this is, this is really stretching it. Right. You know, it's like, okay. So I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll have a ghost written. Right. Have you ever looked at the prices of ghost? So I haven't somebody ghost write a book. Probably a lot. Oh my gosh. They're astronomical. It's, it's crazy. And I'm like, no, that's not what he's asking me to do. <laughs> he didn't call me to that ministry. <laughs> no, no. You know, he, I'm going to have to do this myself. And um, the old fashioned way. He yeah. pulled out his typewriter from 1982 <laughs> and he started typing. <laughs> that's the year I was born. There and, you go. Uh, <laughs> see? <laughs> pulled it right on out. Yeah. And so, you, you know, like, so we have this idea, you know, and I'm like, God, this is okay. I, I know, I know what you, I know what you said. Right. But obviously that's not what you meant. You, you know what I mean? I mean, how many times have we ever said that to him? Yeah. I, I, I know that's what you said, but that you, you could not have meant that. Right. Or you ask him to, you know what, if kind of going back to Gideon, you know what, God, I know that you want me to say more than all these little men. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put this fleece out and I'm going to ask you to make it, make it wet. Everybody, but on the fleece. And then, so God does it. And then he's like, you know what? I, I know you did this, but let me try one more time just to make sure I need you to make it wet just on the fleece and nowhere else. And so God did it. He's like, okay, but all right. Yeah. Fine. I, th- I'll, I think I'll you still got it wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'll do it, but that's kind of like us. That's as men. We're like, you know what, God, I need you to do it this, but I need you to tell me under these circumstances or under these conditions. And then, you know what? I still may or may not believe you because really I know what you can do and this is how you should do it. Right. Right. And then I really don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, if all of that else fails, I just, I'm not. I yeah. Yeah. You know, 
And I'm sure the disciples felt the same way. I know what you said, Jesus, but I just don't really, I would much rather you have you as a conquering King, mm-hmm. you know, than, than a servant Messiah. You know, I would, I would much rather have you just come in and kick everybody's tail. And we just set up shop right here and reign forever. Right. Opposed to watching you die and us having to be persecuted and ultimately martyred. And, you know, yep. just imagine Jesus' face. Sorry, as a side note, when he came in on a donkey, not a stallion. Right. He's like, you chose a donkey, God? <laughs> like, of all the things, there's a horse over here. We could have got that one. You're going to ride in on a donkey. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. But that's, that's probably what they thought majority of the time was, God, I know what you're capable of. I know what you can do, but you're only doing this. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, think about all the miracles that they're seeing, just the miracles that we have recorded, mm-hmm. right? Just, just the miracles we have recorded. I mean, to be able to, to, to visibly see and watch miracles happen. I mean. Time after time. Yeah. Like, like for real. And then when it got down to the wire, this man who, who you should have your utmost trust in. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, no, you got it wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is really how you should have done it. Yeah. Good grief. I, we are we are so like that. In many different ways. Oh, so. And that's I, the sad part is how many times did we derail God's plan to make it longer? I mean, how many times do you think that in the disciples journey that, that this all could have ended in a completely different way or a completely different like situation if they just would have listened to what he was saying. I mean, it's not a coincidence that he warned them. Right. Like he, he goes, let it happen. We need it to happen. This is how it's going to happen. And I mean, he even went back and he says, it's right up where, right after Peter uh, cuts off his ear mm-hmm. and uh, he, he was like, no, even this has to happen. Yes. And he was like, I'm telling you, I've told you, even this has to happen. You have to let everything that's going to happen as I've told you, happen. And half the time we try to change the course. Peter's like, if I, if you'll just let me fight, I can defend you and I can prolong this. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's like, you've prolonged it three years now, buddy. You've prolonged it as much as we can. I've listened and tried to make you my, my guard almost to a certain extent. And now it's, it's time. Yes. And that's where God gets with us at some point in times and at the hard times. He's like, it's just time for you to listen. It's time for you to see things, what I've done for you, what I'm going to do for you. It's time. It's time. That's right. And speaking of time, it is time for a break, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Real Men Talk with Anthony Kernut and Kyler Sal. Don't go away. More engaging conversation coming up next. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. 
Get ready to experience an unforgettable weekend full of food, fellowship, big competitions, a car cruise in, and the powerful anointed Word of God. Word of God. Come be a part of the annual Real Men Rally, April 26th and 27th at the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Come expecting a mighty move of God. Friday night at 6 p.m. with guest speaker Joe Dobbins, Joe Dobbins, senior pastor of Twin Rivers Church in St. Louis, Missouri. On Saturday, come have breakfast with us at 8 a.m., followed by a session from Bishop Jeremiah, Jeremiah Wilson, Wilson as he speaks to the heart of men. Tickets for the event are just $25 in advance or $30 at the door. Buy your tickets today in person at the Real Men Rally booth in the church foyer or online at realmenrally.com. Real Men Rally 2024, featuring Joe Dobbins, Jeremiah Wilson, and the Palace Worship Team. Friday night, April 26th, and Saturday, April 27th, at the Palace of Praise. You don't want to miss it. Thanks for joining us on Real Men Talk. It's time for more man stuff. Here's Anthony and Kyler. All right, guys, welcome back. So one, one thing I want to talk about, you know, yes, yes, we, we end up trying to, trying to force Jesus's hand, right? We want him to do things a certain way because that's the way that we think that they, it should be done. It's a very prideful mm-hmm. uh, kind of narrative that, that, we, that we paint out. And sometimes we put ourselves in such a position that, it is, it's our way or the highway kind of thing. Right. I, I mean, I mean, we do. And, um, and so you, even the disciples, we see, of course, we know that Judas betrayed him. Mm-hmm. Right. But we also know Peter betrayed him. And sometimes we could end up in the same way. Like even, even our, us trying to force Jesus's hand in a natural sense is a betrayal of what he says. Yeah. Right. It, it is. And sometimes we end up in this guilt and this shame when everything, when everything lines out, everything comes to and everything plays out. And ultimately God's way is what ends up in the end. And we find ourselves in this spot and we're like, God, if I'd have just listened to you in the first place, Right. Well, I, I thank you for 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 your your guidance. I get, I thank you for your grace. But if I had just kept my mouth shut and done what you asked me to do in the first place, maybe this could have been a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Right. And we end up in this place of of guilt and shame, and just like we see Judas and we see Peter, you know, in the way that they handled themselves is. Very different. Yes, we can be hard-headed. Yes, we can be stubborn. Yes, we can, you know, we can do things that cause us a lot of guilt, shame, condemnation, all these different things. And we've got two two ways of handling it. We could, you know, A, we could allow it to destroy us like Judas did. Or we can allow it to teach us like Peter did. Mm-hmm. Right? They they both betrayed Jesus in an awful way. I mean, it, it, you know, it says that that when the rooster crowed, um, uh, I don't know if it's here or if it's in one of the other gospels, but 
that Jesus could see him, that Jesus looked at him. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, could I mean, could you imagine? You, here you are, just, you know, denying Jesus. And then realizing, oh my gosh, what did I just do? I mean, there he is being crucified, and I don't even have the cojones to say that I'm with him. Right. You know, I, I don't even, you know, here I am completely abandoning him. I mean, to, to the point where, you know, Peter's cursing. I mean, you know, he's he's mad. He's he's afraid. He's scared. Yeah. Yep, it's verse 61, 62, and it says, And the Lord turned and looked at Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord, and and he had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So Peter went out and wept bitterly. Yeah. I mean, could, could, you, could you imagine? I mean, that feeling when when Jesus turned and looked at him? Yes. Well, and if you look up a little bit, I'd never noticed this before now, but when uh, Satan was talking to Peter through this whole thing, Jesus interceded for him. Jesus went through and he prayed for Peter. That way he wouldn't have, that way he he knew, it says in the verses 31 and 34, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you. You will deny three times that you know me. And it, it shows that like, there was so much that was happening. Jesus was aware of the spiritual battle that Peter mm-hmm. faced. He knew it. I mean, there was there were some things while he was here on earth that he kind of, you know, stayed his his God form kind of stayed back because he could have he could have known everything about everything and the, nobody would have had need to come to him. But he didn't want that. But he said Jesus was aware of the spiritual battles behind the scenes. Peter was no doubt ignorant, but what Jesus did was that he prayed for him. And he had to ask permission to even get close to Peter. And it kind of kind of takes you back to the story of Job and how, you know, God was like, hey, have you have you looked at my servant Job? Have you thought about him? Yes. That, and Satan was like, yeah, but I can't touch him. I can't do anything to him because you have your hand on him. And God's like, okay, I'll take it off for a little bit. You, you can do this. The same thing was here. While they were close to God or Jesus, God or Jesus had his hand on them. And he was praying over them and he was, he was keeping Satan at a distance. He could all, he was keeping Satan, Satan at an arm's length. You can only do this much, but it says, but I have prayed for you. So Satan didn't crush Peter like he wanted to, that your face should not fail because God, Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen. He told him, I've prayed for you and you're going to deny me three times. Mm-hmm. However, you're going to come back to me. That's right. And then you get down to where you're talking about in 61 and 62 and he went away and he wept bitterly because he knew exactly what he had done and he comes back to God. You know, and I think it, it paints another picture. Okay, so Satan Satan desired Peter, right? Mm-hmm. Satan was terrified of Peter. Jesus prayed for Peter, right? Mm-hmm. And yet Peter still denied Jesus. That was Peter. That wasn't Satan. Right. That was that was Peter. I mean th- I mean think about that. Peter, the one that said that he would do it, that he would very he would die for Jesus. Yes. That was Peter. Not Satan that denied Jesus. It was it wasn't under the influence of Satan. Mm-hmm. It was Peter. His fear overtook him, and I think that's a, that's an extremely important principle. Mm-hmm. When we when we think things should go a certain way, when we get in situations and fear 
captivates us. Yes. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be Satan, right? We make stupid decisions. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, we make, and I think that's, that makes that that last verse that you read about G, about Peter uh, going away weeping bitterly, mm-hmm. right? All the more potent. Yes, you know because he he knew that was he, he had nobody else to blame but himself. But himself, you know, and we find ourselves in these situations. You know, Judas was right the opposite. There he was didn't care. It, well, and, and Satan was was highly involved in what Judas did, right? Right. And yet we see Judas kill himself, right? He allowed the guilt and the shame and all of that to destroy him. Mm-hmm. Peter, he did not. Even though, even though he denied Jesus, even though he dropped the ball in the most brutal way, right, right in front of Jesus, right in front of Jesus, and he, 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 even though that guilt and that shame and that condemnation and all of that was there, the fear, he allowed it, he did not allow it to destroy him. Yes. Well, and that's where that key verse comes in. It says, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. We have to make sure we're going to falter no matter what. We are going to mess up. We are going to do things wrong. We're going to sin, but we cannot let our faith fail. And there's a big distinction between that because as soon Judas let his faith fail and that's how he ended up. Peter didn't let his faith fail at the end. What he ended up doing was he did a 360. He owned it. He knew he did wrong and he tried to fix it. Mm-hmm. He tried to, you know, get back to where he was at, but we can't just, we can't keep beating ourselves up. We can't say, okay, you know, I faltered, I've backslid. I'm going to keep going down this road or, you know what? I keep trying to get away from, you know, alcohol and I keep going back to it or I keep trying to get away from drugs and I keep coming back to it. I keep trying to get away from this fill in the blank, whatever it is. And I keep going back to it. No matter how many times you slide, God always wants you back. God's willing to take you back. He's got that plan because he's praying over us. He's interceding for us every single time. Mm-hmm. And all we have to do is not let our faith fail. And the faith that is that God has not given up on us and he won't give up on us because his plans are better than ours, even though we tried to tell him how the plans go. That's exactly right. I mean, that's that's perfect. We could end the podcast right there. That was great. Boom, Tyler. Uh, mic drop. Boom. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but uh, but yes, and, you know, and the thing is, is Peter consistently dropped the ball. I mean, it, when we get into Acts, you know, he's sitting up on the on the. Um, uh, the the roof and and he goes into this daze and Jesus brings down the the curtain with other things and Jesus mm-hmm. like kill and eat now God commanded him to kill and eat what does Peter do no I don't eat unclean things but, but, but really I told you to <laughs> yeah like God told you to and then he's like he's like don't call unclean what I've cleaned and he's mm-hmm. like now kill and eat and Peter's like mm, I don't I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, seriously? It's like when you argue with your mom. Like, do you want me to slap you? <laughs> that's how I see Jesus sometimes. I know that's yeah. not how he was because he's the picture of patience. But sometimes, like, do you just do it? Yeah. Gosh. Good grief. I tell my wife all the time, don't tell her I told you this. And, uh, but yeah, she, yeah this will be broadcast now. No big deal. <laughs> we, uh, uh, you know, something will happen and she'll be like, oh, you're right. And I was like, yeah, well, you should have known when it came out of my mouth, it was right, you know? <laughs> Yes, for all you men, you can steal that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Told you I was right. Yeah. And Jesus really like, seriously, dude? Really? 
you know, and uh, even you know, and then you go into like Galatians and you see you see Peter drop the ball again about circumcision and Paul has to call him out. You know, Peter, Peter's my hero. Right. Because I can I can totally relate. Yes, that's where we want to be. We want to be just like Peter. Tell God no. <laughs> well, you know, it's just that it not gives the me hope. The story, guys. Right. No, not the moral of the story. But but really, it, it kind of is, you know, because you see Peter constantly. And yet, what did Jesus call him even before all this stuff happened? He said he was going to be the 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 stone that he was going to build the church upon. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And yet. He dropped that ball consistently. Mm. He 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 yeah. let Jesus down. He made poor decisions. You know, he let the anger get the best of him. He let fear get the best of him. You know, he let the crowd dictate who he was. He let he let religion play a part into to right. Yeah. I, I mean, all these different things, and God still used him to build the church. Yes, that should give all of us hope. Right. How many times have we done the same thing? How many times have we betrayed Jesus? Mm -hmm. How many times have we allowed religion to get in the way? How many times have we allowed people to dictate the way that we think and the way that and what we do? How many times have we have we made poor decisions out of anger, out of fear, out of, you, you know, what fill in the blank? And yet God still used him to build the church. You know, yes, we can get in our own set ways. Yes, we, yes, we, we can get in this, this fashion of, uh, of we know best, right? And this, this narrative of, of we know best that, that it doesn't matter what God says, this is the way that he should do it because I know better than he does. And yet God still consistently uses us, you know? And the thing is, is to not allow, to not allow those stupid decisions, the, the things that we feel guilty about, because we know that we were in the wrong to destroy us like it did Judas. Mm-hmm. You know, they both probably thought the same way. They both probably thought, even though no matter what Jesus had said, if the situation is right, he could come in as king, Right. They probably both had that same narrative. Yeah. You know, one, they were raised that way. It was, it was everything that they were ever taught. They both had that mindset and one of them allowed it to destroy them. One of them allowed it to teach them. And, you know, and God still, God still used Peter, even after all that. You know, he still used him. He, it was his beloved, you know, I mean, it, it, I, sometimes I think Peter was his favorite. You know, John would, you know, beg the different, but right. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever noticed that when you read the book of John and, and he's talking about like, uh, uh, for instance, like whenever they, they go to see the tomb, you know, and he talks about Mary being there and stuff. And then Peter, and then the one that Jesus loved beat Peter to the tomb, right? He's talking about himself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just letting you know. Yeah, he yeah. I'm just, him. I'm just rubbing that in. I wrote this book so I can, I can, you know, I can do it, please. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's breathed by God. Could you, I, like, I? And this is totally off topic, but could you imagine a day in that group? Do you, you know what I mean? I mean, have you ever spent like a like a weekend around guys and you have all these different personalities and there's some people that that you just don't even want to converse with. 
Like you don't want to be around, you don't want to talk to, you know, and then there's some guys that, that you enjoy hanging out with. And then sometimes if you're like me, it's just like, okay, I've had enough. I just got to withdraw a little bit. Right. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, like it was that way all the time, you know, like I would imagine Jesus was like, this is like hurting cats. <laughs> probably. <laughs> he probably really did feel that way. Yes. Or mice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, what do you, do you guys, do you guys even listen to me? Did you, yeah. did you not just see what I did? No, no yeah. one took notes. Matthew, you? No, okay. Yeah. I, Why are you guys fighting again? <laughs> already? Gosh. You guys are like little kids. <laughs> Stop it. Don't make me pull the, the chariot over. <laughs> I imagine Jesus feels the same way about me most of the time. You know, he's like, dude, do you ever grow up? <laughs> no, Jesus, I don't plan on it. <laughs> not anytime soon. I will listen to you. Yeah. But. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I mean, here's, here, here's the moral of the story as we lay in this plane is, you know, yes, we can get our own mindset. Yes. We can get in, you, you know, these, these positions where we think that we know best, mm-hmm. but when, when that guilt and that shame comes in, we should not allow it to destroy us because God can still use us even, even in spite of our ignorancy, even in spite of who we are and the poor decisions that we make and allowing God to do that to bring glory to his name, mm-hmm. you know? And so today maybe you're, maybe you're in one of those positions. Maybe you don't know, you know, maybe, maybe you've allowed that guilt and shame to, to overcome you. Don't God loves you. Yes. He wants to use you. His, his forgiveness is so, so big and that there's, there's no, there's no limit to it. And you know, maybe you're in this place where you, maybe you're on this journey right now and you're like, Hey, I really think that I should go this way. I know that God wants me here, but I think I want to go stop. Listen to the leading of the Lord. I promise you it'll be easier on you. You know, it may, it may look like a more difficult path now, but I'm telling you it'll be easier on you because he will never forsake us. He will never abandon us ever. Jesus didn't abandon them. Even when Jesus ascended, he still sent his Holy spirit back down. Like he's, he's never abandoned us ever. And, um, and he loves you and he wants what's best for you. And he knows what's best for you. And so if you've got any questions, you know, you can email us real men at palace You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter or X, whatever it's called. And all those, uh, also, I've got a book coming out. My first proof is supposed to be here tomorrow. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for you guys. Um, it's looking like it's going to be released in April. Those dates will come as soon as I have a release date. Uh, all that good stuff, I will let you know. Uh, I'm excited to, to get this out to you. Look for it on social media. I'll be posting about it, all that good stuff. And so, um, and as always, I want to end in a prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes of our communities, and of our churches, and teach us to be godly, courageous, in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk. If you'd like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com, or visit our website at realmenministries.us. 
You can also message us through social media. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. on all major podcast platforms. You can also find us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, X, and Facebook. Real Men Talk is a production of Real Men Studios in cooperation with Palace Media Services.